Hello and welcome to another episode of the Barefoot Mediator podcast, news and views from Jane Dunn and guests. In this episode, I speak with Mark Delissa, who is a choral director and vocal coach, known for his work on TV programmes such as The Voice and working alongside Gareth Malone on The Naked Choir. Mark has also been busy enabling his Singology choirs to sing and perform online during lockdown. So welcome, Mark. Hey, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. It's always oh. a pleasure to speak with you. So Thanks this is going to be a joy. Yeah, thank you. So, Mark, tell us a little bit. This is a big question. Tell us a little bit about your background and where this passion for music and particularly community singing comes from. Yeah, I, it, it is. It is a big question, really, because it, it, it kind of it's the kind of thing that shapes your whole life. And the thing that I that I had when I was growing up was church. That was really where my my parents just you know it, it 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 was all about community whenever we went to church there was a new family to have you know whilst i had two brothers or two sisters and a brother um there were more brothers and more sisters that you had at church and that was really when when i realized what community was because everybody yeah. was every every older lady was an aunt and every older man was an uncle um and all of their kids were your cousins or you know your best friends and so there was a real strength in that and something that that has carried on for all of my life and i i, I grew up in church as a you know as a as a as a baby really from mm-hmm. birth right away through until now and some of my best friends were people that I met when I was five years old and they still they are still members of the church you know mm-hmm. so that is the real strength that the church church gave us and gave us a real sense of, of, of understanding community and then through that there was lots of work that we did musically because as a youngster um, whilst you were interested in in the Bible, you always felt like there was there was something more that you could do in terms of singing or being in a choir or running a choir or whatever. And, and we had all of those opportunities every single week. Um, and the, and the thing that that I always tell people, uh, and, and it makes people uh, really understand what church was all about, in, in addition to community. And that was that we would go to church probably about four or five times a week. Um, it would be mm. for maybe a meeting or, you know, a, a rehearsal or whatever it might be throughout the week. We were always at church. So you really developed a real close uh, network of friends, but also you were honing your skills as a musician three or four times a week. And that was happening. And it was and it was a nice environment. And at the same time, a very scary environment. Nice because you were making music with your friends. Um, and scary because you would have to perform this music in front of your parents. Mm. It was always a tough, I mean, and they're the toughest audience, man. You know, you'd, I, I, I can remember. Aren't they just? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, I remember times when I, I'd go up and sing a song and, you know, on the, on, in the car on the way home, you'd, you'd want your mum or your dad to go, oh, yeah, that was, that was, that was good. Well done. And there'd be silence. <laughs> And they wouldn't, and they maybe, and maybe it wasn't good enough, or maybe yeah. it just didn't float their boat. I don't know. Yeah, but, um, but you know, it, it is, it, it is what it is. And and I think after going through all of that, there's just that joy of of creating music, but also creating music uh, that brings people out. Now, the one thing that I will say that's I think really important to mention is my church was very much, and this is this is uh, this is quite a a sensitive point really but they were very very much interested in perfection 
Mm. Um, and I think part of the reason why my parents wouldn't say anything to me on the way home is that maybe it wasn't as good as it could have been or wasn't mm. as perfect as they would have wanted it to be. Mm. Um, and that was that was really quite destructive um, for many years of my life because you would go through a period of you know every, everything needed to be really good and if it wasn't good then you, you you'd fall into into what I would probably term a little bit of depression if you had a performance that wasn't wasn't near yeah. good enough yeah. um, and but but many years later I realized you know that, that actually the perfection doesn't actually exist um, and I went on this journey of trying to break down all of those those constructs in my mind that suggested that everything that I had to everything that I was doing had to be perfect um, and then coupling that with this idea of community um, I started to speak out against this idea that a community choir uh, needed to be perfect or needed to mm. be really good mm. or you know needed to come in and have all of the notes as spot on as they possibly could and all of the movement or whatever it might be uh, and I started to break that down and actually say to my peers in the in the, the voice coaching and choral world it doesn't matter do you know mm. what I mean if somebody comes mm. in but they enjoy spending time with each other then actually that is the most important thing that the music is actually secondary yeah, and actually, if they see if they go up and perform something, and actually they sing ten percent of the notes that they were supposed to sing, then that's fine. Did they have a good time? Yeah, they did. Did they enjoy? Did they enjoy spending time with each other? Yes, they did. And that, for me, is the the most important thing. So that kind of is a, is a, I guess in a nutshell where I came from, um, and why I now do what I do. Fascinating, Mark. And you know, you and I have worked together on a number of occasions with some big organisations. We've done uh, Reading Ladies Football Team and some other organisations. And what's fascinated me is that we can go into an organisation and hierarchy doesn't matter anymore. In fact, the chief executive is the one hiding behind the door going, I can't sing. And it's the guy who cleans in the basement who's up there going, yeah, but I've got the best voice. And, and even that doesn't matter because you say, well, but it doesn't matter who's best and who's worst. How do you come together as a group where everybody's in harmony on the yeah. same level? And I just wonder, I mean, I'm fascinated that your background and this need to overcome this sense of who's better and who's worse than another has enabled you to bring together a group of diverse people and enable them to sort of feel they are one group going in yeah. one direction. And I just feel in the world now that's what we all need and you know I've seen you bring it to groups of people but I, I just wonder what learning there is for all of us in what you do and what we've done together. Well I think I think we've got to we've got to realize that we are all human in in this world really and therefore we are we're flawed in in very very many ways and so when it comes to music where the way that we connect people is that the song must mean something to them. Mm -hmm. And however they want to sing it, however you want to sing it, however you sound in your in your shower, however you sound on stage, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't care. Just open your mouth and allow the sound to come out because it is that expression mm. that that makes you have that release. Because you know, we talk. I talk about this all the time. When we came out of the womb, the first thing that we did was express ourselves with a cry. <laughs> that is so incredibly. Uh, it's it's such it's such a release for us as human beings to cry. I mean, you know, we we say this all the time. When you've had a good cry, when you've had a good weep or a good moan about something, you feel a lot better. And I think the same is is true of singing. 
that you mm. can get up and you can sing something that you that the the words mean something to you and you can sing it out as you feel it. and why choirs are brilliant for that is because yeah. nobody's asking you nobody's putting a spotlight on you I mean, when you come to my choir, I will eventually put the spotlight on you. But that's only because I really do believe that everybody has a desire in them to be able to just get up and just say who they are and say what they feel through song or whatever mm. medium of of, mm. of, 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 of your, whatever medium you use using your voice. But I think that that's what brings that's what brings people together when they all realise that they are all in the same boat. Yes, and we are all yeah. going to sing together, and that brings strength because there's a there's a thing about vulnerability. When you show vulnerability, that there is a strength in that. Now, in a choir, in a community choir like mine, everybody is showing vulnerability, yeah. and that brings them together because they feel at one. Yeah, we're, mm. we're we're singing together. Oh my god, I can't really sing. Oh, you can't. Oh, yeah. But actually, <laughs> we're all doing it, and that brings a, an incredible strength. Yeah. So I wonder, I mean, it's this, we often have this lack of ability or lack of belief in ourselves and our abilities, Mark. And I think that's what you highlight very much. And, you know, I think we're at a time now at the moment where we all feel incredibly vulnerable. We don't know what the future looks like. We don't know what our jobs look like. We don't know what anything looks like. So, you know, I wonder what lessons you might bring to that kind of scenario, this, these disruptive times and this huge feeling of vulnerability that everybody has. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it is, it, you, we, ha we have to stay connected in this time because one thing that we all know is we are all in this together in varying degrees. There are some people who are still working um, mm. and still have their jobs and there are some people who are not, but it's important to stay connected and stay talking throughout that. Um, and I'm I'm very I'm very very clear that that's all I I really want to do is c continue connecting people. I mean, my work has you know all but disappeared. But one thing mm -hmm. that I know because of my what I consider to be my purpose here on this earth is that I have to continue to create a, a forum where people can stay connected and people can talk about, you know, it might be just some mundane things to keep their mind occupied or, or sing some stuff that just keeps them not thinking about the hardship that they might be facing in their everyday life. Those mm -hmm. things are really, really important because our, our mental health is something that, you know, we can lose fairly quickly if we don't, if we're, if, if we're not staying connected with people. And so that's one of the things that I'm, that I'm always trying to do um, and what I do throughout all of my community choirs. I think we've talked about this, Mark, but and obviously for you, you know, with your background in, in church, there's a sense of something that comes from deep within all of us that does connect us. And it doesn't have to be something religious. It can be this sort of vulnerability actor. It can be this sort of love of song. But I just wonder how we are going to stay connected uh, and be connected in the times we have ahead when we can't actually meet each other physically well the the thing that the thing that i do i mean this this you know we we then lean on technology um mm. and that's that's the kind of thing that that i've been doing and that's connected people right the way across the world but the the thing that that i i mean i, I mean i could talk forever about the, the positives and negatives of social media um mm. but one of the things that uh, that i find um i'm that i'm i have to now start doing and i have started doing is connecting with the people on my road yeah and that might sound really simple and you may already people may already know everybody on their road but i'm almost certain um some 
you know, just based on some studies that we did recently towards the back end of last year before I did uh, Meet the Street for the BBC, um, we, we recognise that people don't generally know their neighbours. And you might know the one directly next door, either side, but any further than that, we have no knowledge of who mm -hmm. they are. We might see mm -hmm. them, but we don't know their names. Mm -hmm. um, and so at the beginning of this year, I decided that I wanted to get to know my road. And, you know, primarily after doing Meet the Street, because it's just like, you know, I've come home to my street, to my mm. street. I mean, mm. like we filmed, we filmed in, in, in Wales. You know, and I know a load of people now. You're now in, in Wales. Wales. <laughs> actually, here I am on my own street. And do I actually know? Now, fortunately yeah. for us, we, we do know, you know, four of the houses across the road, five of the houses either side of us. But any further than that, and there's only maybe 40, 40 houses on the road. So yes. we, went, we went about just connecting with people. Mm. And, and it was, it was so, so incredibly powerful. So incredibly powerful because people... Firstly, people want to know, well, wh why do you want to do this? Mm. This is weird. Why, mm. do you, why do you want to know me? Mm. And I'm like, well, because, you know, where, where... and this is before lockdown. Right? Mm. This is before mm. lockdown we started this. And it was just to get to know the people on your road, because that's, that keeps you connected to something that is within reach. You're not trying to connect to somebody in Canada, which is brilliant, wonderful, and that, if that happens, great. But you, you, that person's slightly out of physical reach, whereas these people on our road are our real community. Um, and yes. so that's what, that's what we did. And, and it's been unbelievable. Mm. unbelievable how people text back into our because we've set up a, a whatsapp group and they text back mm. into the whatsapp group to say oh this guy's so lovely and we check in on a, on a on an old lady who lives by herself you know mm. and she's just like oh you know i can't believe that i've got so many supported people around me now and i didn't have mm. this you know six months ago and you're like yes you did but nobody was doing anything about it and this is why in this situation now in lockdown why this is now so incredibly important you know and i've gone out and bought eggs for for her and you know mm. bought some flour for other people and you know i went i went somewhere recently and just realized there was also there was so much flour in this shop and i was like oh my days mm. and i sent a, a group a, a message to the group i said guys does anybody need flour there's flour there's this flour here and then you know a few people came so, oh yeah please can you get me this can you get me that and i was able to get it and i felt like father christmas you know? <laughs> here you go here's your your gift of flower but it was like oh this is so nice and i think that if everybody was doing that on their road and okay we're 40 houses so it's manageable mm. but even if you said okay well i'm gonna do i'm gonna do 40 houses if your road is is, is longer then just think how much how much stronger your community would be if you knew all of those people and you don't need to know them intimately but you know them enough to say hey you know can i can i have you got a, a you know i don't know i need some oil i've run out of oil have you got any yeah i can buy you. yeah you can lend some oil you know and i i was on, on my road the other day and um i i got speaking to a couple um who and the, the, because the, the man stopped me and said oh oh please add my wife to the group she's not on the group and i said oh okay yeah send me her number so he sent me a number anyway and we were having this conversation and it just turns out that he went to school with my best friend's dad yeah and you didn't know that connection yeah. before i no, lived in the road for six years he's been there for 30 years i've yes. never known that before and so it's yeah. those little things that, that really bring people together and that's the thing that i will continue to do um, wherever I am, just bring people together. But firstly, it must start with me and it must start at home. Mm.
So my question was, or one of my questions has been to, to, to other guests in this series is who leads us forward in this time? And, and you know, I'll ask you that question, but I know we've come up with this or other guests are coming up with this idea is it, it simply, it just starts with us. You know, we can only start with us. We can only start with our communities. This idea that we're, you know, we go out and join some sort of great movement somewhere doesn't really matter. We can only start within ourselves and with our small community. And, and perhaps that's the way forward, Mark. That is totally the way forward. You know, I, like I said, you know, social, social media suggests that we can touch everybody at the same time. Mm. No, mm. No, 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 you can't. You know, you might feel you are, and it might just be a flash of a, or a glimpse of a video that you send as somebody mm. sees on the other side of the world. But actually, are you really affecting change in their life? Are you really mm. affecting them? Mm. No, I'm not entirely sure you are. I'm sure in some cases you might, but truly, like you said, it does start with us. And it starts with us in our local community, on our road, with that that neighbour that you've never spoken to. That's where mm -hmm. it starts because mm -hmm. that's the power. And you gain that you gain that strength by in by continuing those conversations with people. You grow in the knowledge of who they are. They grow in the knowledge of who you are, and you know. And it just breeds this sense of 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 nice joy that you have when you get home you know um, a couple of friends i have to tell you the story a couple of friends uh, came to socially distance um at from our our front wall and we were in the house um or in in the doorway uh, the other day and they remarked after about 15 minutes of standing there they said wow you guys know all your neighbors because yes. because tracy and i every time a car passed <laughs> someone was waving we're waving <laughs> <laughs> or if someone's walked past the way waving and they're just like wow you really know all your neighbors and we were like yeah and felt yeah. really proud about that yeah you know so yes it does jane it begins with us and we have to take that that opportunity uh to really connect with the people around us and you know if everybody is trying to connect with everybody just think how connected we'll be yes just think yeah so so a great message is there mark you know we start with you uh in a community church community but with that sense of not being good enough in this sense of vulnerability and then you've built on that to create this ability to bring people together and make them feel actually good enough to be part of a community yeah and then the sort of lesson as to where we are now we're all feeling vulnerable but we are all good enough to do to to go out and make a difference is the message i take from our talk this morning 100 percent, we are and it doesn't because it doesn't it doesn't take much no you know knocking on somebody's door and saying are you okay? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That is, and it is, it is as simple as that. Now, some of the time, if we, if we are going to go further, we have to make ourselves ever so slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now the truth, mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is I grew up in church and I, I talk about community all the time, but, but actually, do I really, do I really want to go and say to that lady who talks so much, mm -hmm. right? How are you? Knowing yeah. that I've only really got 20 minutes, right? but she's going to want to chat for half an hour. And I'm, I'm, I'm too nice to be like, um, right, I've got to go now. Do I really want to do that? No, the truth is I, I know. But I the know. truth is that we have to make ourselves uncomfortable and do something that is inconvenient. Because yes. actually that brings a strength. That connection mm -hmm. brings a strength. So we've got to make ourselves uncomfortable and get out there and do it. And you know what? Truly, we, you know, we, listen, I dropped some letters at people's houses, knocked on doors, and there's a few people on the road that were just like, nope, not interested. Mm. And you just kind of go, but, 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 but why? 
And then mm-hmm. it kind of makes you feel like, oh man, why, why are we doing this? But trust me, it, 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 the, the benefits far outweigh, you know, those people who don't want to get involved. It far mm-hmm. outweighs that feeling of, 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 of disappointment because there is so much that, we, that we've got now from our road. So yes, you know, it starts with us go do it anybody can do it and make it uncomfortable for yourself because that's the only way that you're going to see the benefit of doing it when you look back and go ah yeah that's that's why that's why i made myself uncomfortable fantastic mark so is that your final word or do you have anything else you'd like to say to listeners today in terms of um... i think i think that's the final word i think Mm. that that it's Every, every, everything comes down to, listen, we are human beings. We are all human beings, regardless of where you are from. Let me give you one other, um, one other example. And this is, this is, this is for me a, a, a really, it, it could be quite a sensitive one, actually. But in the group, we had, we had taken in maybe 32 houses. And one person had emailed and we hadn't we I hadn't put any rules about the group or anything but a a gentleman uh, sent a message to the group and it was about his religious beliefs um, and a few other things that he had that he had messaged and then a few people on the group came back and said well we don't think this is what the group is for and we don't think this and we don't think that Mm -hmm. and I watched this exchange happening and I thought okay all right people have stood up and that's absolutely fine and, and, you know, by and large, they were right. It wasn't really the right group. I mean, it was quite specific religious content, which nobody else really fully understood. I didn't really fully understand it. Um, and then, he, so he left. Mm-hmm. And you know when that comes up on a WhatsApp that so-and-so mm-hmm. has left? Mm-hmm. And I thought, what do I do in this situation? And I thought, I'm going to make myself uncomfortable because I'm going to have a conversation which I don't really want to have. So I had his number in my phone and I messaged him and I said, hey, um, I've seen you've left the group. Could you tell me why? And he said, well, it seemed like nobody wants me there. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, mm-hmm. wow, that's that. I, don't, I didn't take that from what they were saying. And so I, I simply said, OK, cool. Some people have issues. Um, when we force, which it seems like, and he wasn't, he, well, he wasn't forcing it, he just put something on the group. Um, when, when people feel like you are giving them something that they don't necessarily need or want, um, they become a little defensive. And I said, please don't, ex- don't, please don't think that is about you. You've just put some content on there that they felt isn't relevant to the group. So please, I'd love for you to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know I don't think anybody meant it like that and he said okay he would and I left it a few days uh, and then I added him back and you know he sent me a really lovely message and he said thank you for it for for putting me back on the group I realized that I had overreacted Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I realized that also I need you and I need the group and then a few weeks after we were we were it was it was VE day and we did this social distance thing where people came and sat around my house. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and I mentioned it to a few of the neighbours, and they were they were shocked. They were just like, I "Can't believe we made him feel like that." Yes. Yes. So, um, and I just thought, you know what? This is this is the beauty of it. That sometimes mm-hmm. we are going to have difficult conversations. We are going to upset people, but actually, we need each other. 
That's a great message to finish on, Mark. And yeah, and that's, I always talk about whatever's unspoken is hardest to change. And I think you're absolutely right to have the confidence to go out and have that unspoken conversation yeah. and pull someone back into yes. the group. And a lot of what you've said today is about what's unspoken, you know, the fear that exists inside. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Um, I don't belong in this group. Um, I don't have a role. I can't make a difference in the world. And yes, you can. And it starts with you. So. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Thank you, Mark, for your time. Really enjoyed chatting with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the end of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. Please do subscribe to the Barefoot Mediator podcast series. And if you would like access to my free video series for managing in times of change, challenge and crisis, and to download a PDF copy of my book, How to Beat Bedlam in the Boardroom and Boredom in the Bedroom, please go to janegarden.co.uk forward slash video. And the link is also in the show notes. Thank you again and see you next time.